every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time time. for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, no Joe Marino once again. He has once again stood us up in favor of Buffalo Bills training camp, which, hey, it's kind of hard to blame him. So Chris and I are holding down the fort here on Draft Dudes today. Looking at the TDM 100 watch list, Tier 1 and Tier 2 players. Uh, about 70 players in total. If you missed that watch list, it's 200 prospects kind of through regional scouting, the guys that really jumped out to us. And uh, we're going to look at the upper echelon of that watch list today on the show. Chris, happy TDM watch list tier one and tier two day to you today. Oh, happy national tier one and two of the TDM 100 watch list day to you as well. But also also national global kinetic sand day, national president joke, presidential joke day. National Raspberry Bombay Day and National okay. Sons and Daughters Day. So I hope you're celebrating all of those accordingly. I hope you have a big celebration plan. Maybe that celebration includes betting on some winners with our friends over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contest events with first to market odds and lines. You can find reviews, news for all the leagues, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. We got some preseason football this weekend for you to be able to make some wagers on. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, futures head on over to the website bet online today or use your mobile device and when you sign up and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on 50%. your first deposit My bet online goodness. where, where the, game the game starts starts i Chris. have a starting point for you kyle and it's Ooh, rare for okay me. you got me you got it's, me i got one for you too okay but, it's okay. rare for me to have one <laughs> when it comes to this stuff but i have two players that stand out in tier two that I'd love your thoughts. Oh no, on. I gotta do. I gotta do mine first. Then please, then go ahead. Do you know what Raspberry Bombay is? I had not a clue. I was a little afraid to say it because it's not spelled it, it phonetically in a way that I normally. I went for it. I went for the gusto, yeah. and yeah. I think I pronounced it correctly. But no, I do not know what it is. Uh, so it's a French dessert referred okay. to as a Bombay made with ice cream or sherbet and a mixture of custard and fruit. Ooh, see, anti-custard. So that's going to be You're not a custard me. guy. Not a custard guy, no. What about um the brulee where like they flame it and you get like oh, the glass? Okay. That's got some pizzazz to it for sure. You yeah. kind of going Yeah, that's I'm okay. Like if I'm going to go custard, that's give me a You got to go Yeah, you got to go over the top for sure, for sure. Okay. And okay. For those of you that that's complain all. about that we don't start the show in the right time, your time stamp for today's show is going to be 3 minutes and 4 seconds probably. That's so pretty good for us. Gonna, no gel, that's why. Yeah, for you and I, yeah. It's pretty good. I have two players for you that I'd like to ask your thoughts about Great. that are in tier 2. Are they tier 1, tier 2 they're players? Tier 2 and and they're in and the reason why I bring them up is because oh, they are players that we thought were probably going to come out last year. And they didn't. They chose to go back to school. And they find themselves here in tier two, which 
I don't know the, the what you guys are working on behind the scenes with the TD and 100, but I can only assume that because they're part of the 68 players that make up tier one and tier two, there's a pretty a very reasonable strong chance very strong that they're going to be inside the TD and 100. That is UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. and Arkansas safety Jalen Catalan. Those are the two players that obviously when I look at this ah. list, I think of them from a year ago. They stand out to me. Well, and I'm very thankful that you picked guys that either I did regionally or I've done the cross check on. So I can speak highly intelligently That's about cool. both of these guys and say, well, you know, Joe told me this and Keith told me that and Dame told me this and Brantley told me that. Um, yeah, I've seen both of these guys. And Charbonnet uh, really kind of put himself on the map early in the year last year. And the LSU game, of course, he's beasting an SEC defense. And that's hard to miss, right? He's a transfer from Michigan because, heaven forbid, Michigan play competent offensive football with any level of consistency. So he transferred out and uh, goes to UCLA and, and made a surprising decision to come back. And when I watch Zach, there's a lot to like. But at the end of the day, he's a one-speed runner that I don't necessarily think has a lot of ceiling beyond what he is right now. Now, do I think he could be an early down back? Yes. Do I think he could be a short yardage back? Yes. He's big. He's physical. It's like 6'1", 220. But he's never going to be a guy who gets excess surplus versus what is blocked for him. He'll get a few yards more than what you block for him because he's, he runs hard and he's going to fall forward. And I think that does put a little bit of a, a glass ceiling on him when you think about some of the other backs, the running backs that are in tier one and tier two, the Sean Tucker from Syracuse of the world, the uh, Zach Evans from Mississippi, formerly of TCUs of the world, the B. John Robinsons and Jameer Gibbses of the world. Like those are the kinds of backs. I just think that there's, and they, they have varying degrees of strengths and weaknesses as well. But Charbonnet is a guy who I just, I think he's always going to be a reliable runner, who's not going to consistently create explosive plays, and he's not particularly dynamic in the passing game as of right now. So those two things add up. And yeah, he's a tier two player based off the regional stuff. I believe Brentley did him originally as a UCLA guy. And of course, Brentley used to work for UCLA, so he's very familiar with the program. Uh, But for me, Zach came in. I'll give you my exact grade. I gave him a 3-4 with a 3 lean. So I I have him more of a tier three type player where he'd be a little bit more on the fringe and we'll see where the rest of everybody falls in line but this is a really good example of exactly why we're not putting out a big board right now we put out these tiered things because through regional scouting it's one scout's opinion and you're going to get four more opinions on all the players and it can dramatically change what their projection looks like depending on each individual scout's interpretation of the film so that's a very long-winded answer to the first half of your question uh so (laughs) i'll try and tighten it up a little bit for uh, Jalen Catalan. If Jalen Catalan did not have the durability questions and the size questions that he has, he'd probably be a tier one player for me. Uh, his tape's really, really good. And, and his instincts, his playmaking ability, his ability to strike and hit above his weight class is really strong. But I am just a little apprehensive that you've got a big time striker safety who doesn't have a particularly large build that struggled with durability issues and you project, okay, is his style of play going to translate to him consistently being available to play football games? And if the answer is no, and he's got to recondition the way he plays the game, 
what does he look like as a player? And I don't really know. So there's a lot to like with both of these guys, but I think uh, I'm hesitant to buy into the ceiling on what each one of them at their absolute best could be because for Charbonnet, I don't know that he's physically necessarily ever going to get there. And for Catalan, I just want to be a little more conservative because there are those questions that exist about style of play versus durability versus long-term forecast for him. I'll tell you what, I see a lot of, I see a couple of players here in tier two that were part of not only your first mock draft for the website, but also the draft dude's first mock draft. I see Brandon Joseph on this list. I see Jaden mm-hmm. Duncan on this list. And we're not going to go through all the names here in tier two, but here in tier two, there are players that we have seen be a part of the mock draft process here in August. And I think that is an important note to make as well. Can we have a discussion about Jalen Duncan, the tackle for Maryland? If you, I mean, you're the one that put him in your mock draft. You put him in round one of your mock. So please go I ahead. Might the have, floor is yours. I might have mocked him too low. Wow. And he went to, this was once upon a time when there were 32 picks in the first round and the Dolphins the, made. Yeah, second Dolphins he pick. Made, yeah. yeah, he was the second Dolphins pick for me. I gave him B. John Robinson and then Jalen Duncan in the 20s. Um, he might be my favorite tackle prospect. Like he's. Wow. He's a big fella. I'll say coming that from, first and foremost. Coming from you with the Peter Skaronsky love that I've heard. Uh, yeah, you know, I like Pete. And Pete's a really clean prospect. Wow, that's your way of but saying I do you think, like Jalen Duncan a lot more. <laughs> well, Jalen Duncan is like 6'6", 325. And I'm watching him against Michigan last year on the All-22. I still have the huddle pulled up on, on my computer right now so I can flip over and, and – intermittently watch reps when you're talking here. So, um, and I'm watching him handle the fastball of the David Ajabo speed rush off the edge. And then also the speed to power conversions from Aiden Hutchinson. And he's getting reps and setting against both guys. And he's got a lot of wide-angled rushes, so he needs to take these angular sets and close that distance out. And for 6'6", 325, with the length that he has, to be able to take the angular sets that he's taking against two guys that would have been first-round picks if Ajabo didn't tear his Achilles in, at, at his pro day. He looks really good. Now, there's some some technical stuff that he has to clean up, but when you when you talk about Paris Johnson from Ohio State, and you say, Wow, you know, he's got all the physical tools and he's got the length and super gifted player. Yeah, like all of that's true. But like Jalen Duncan actually played left tackle last year and actually had good tape. So he's like right there with Skaronsky for me. Like I'm not, I'm going to have to really sleep on it and figure out. But like I just watched Jalen Duncan this morning, like intimately watched four games and the Michigan game. I'm like this dude, he's all over Javo. And he overset Aiden a little bit where Aiden converted speed to power and then he was able to dip back across his face. But like that, that's little little kind of fixes against a really good prospect that just went number two overall in the draft. Three-year starter there at Maryland. That's important, right? I mean, to be able to be out there on the field right away and be a three-year starter, that's that, that's another big takeaway. So that'll be fun uh, to see where he develops. Do we want to go into tier one, Kyle? Um, or do you have any Let me just give here? one. Yeah, let me, let me get one quick... Just scroll Look through. through. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I, I do want to shout out Tyler Davis, uh, the interior defensive lineman from Clemson, because we've we've seen some love with the TDN scouting staff thus far for Gervin Dexter from Florida, who I also watched this morning slash last night. 
and I get why there's there's appeal there. And apparently, he's reconditioned his body. He's going to play a little lighter. He's going to move around the front a little bit more than what he did last year at Florida. And I think that can be really good. But if you look at the best, if you put together the reel of the best 25 plays of Gervin Dexter, the best 25 plays of Tyler Davis to this point in their career, and you say, hey, you want a, you want a disruptor up front, who you want? And you watch both of their best 25 and you didn't pick Tyler Davis, I'd be very surprised. Tyler Davis is another one of those guys who uh, durability and availability have kind of created some roadblocks for consistent production from him. But if Tyler Davis plays a complete season this year and is fully healthy from start to finish, and that's a big if, right? And uh, what's, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I get it. It's a, It's got to happen for it to actually happen. But if Tyler Davis is fully available and fully healthy all year long, I think he can be a really, really dynamic interior penetration player. And he's in tier two because he has to put that all together and be available for an entire season. So that's one guy. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be pretty high on Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, who Joe put in tier two. I have not done the full cross check, but I've seen like just enough to really start to get a sampling for him. And then Sean Tucker. Uh, Sean Tucker's in the running for me for RB2 behind B. John Robinson. And I know I said this on the staff call that we had earlier this week when I first did Sean Tucker, but he surprised me a little bit. He had a little bit more juice to him than I think that I was expecting. And I think he's a pretty well-rounded runner. But, you know, you, you watch his, you see his build and you see him challenge guys in head-on situations and you kind of have a certain expectation for what he's going to look like in the open field. And he's got more layers to him as a runner than your surface level watches would indicate. And uh, I think he's a fairly scheme diverse type runner. So he, he might be a top 32 prospect for me when I stack my board at the end of the cross check process. So those are the guys I would give some love to beyond who we, uh, we already got me grilled on for tier two prospects. Kyle, you mentioned, you know, Tyler Davis being available all season long, right? Yeah. You don't know about that. Do, Do you know what is available? All season long, because the football season's right around the corner. The uh, the best sound experience of your I life. Mean, it's the Sonos Ray soundbox. Flash Ray. should describe yeah. your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy to use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through the setup with the help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. We know that Joe does this. He mentions it all the time. And when the TV is off, maybe there's not a game on. Maybe you're just having some people over. You can stream music, radio, podcast, and audiobooks from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com for more information. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep it the same, if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, that's exactly how our brains work, and so we need to treat them the same way. How we care for our minds affects how we experience everything in life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy, just like you would with your car. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language. I said this yesterday, something I'm in the process of doing, or taking power naps. But there's also better help online therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. You don't even have to see anyone camera if you don't want to, and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Got a deal for our listeners. They get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash draft dudes. 
Kyle, I have a bit of a wee woo for you that while that occurred while I was. Is it another uh, highlight reel catch from Tyree Kill against the Bucks today at practice? No, you've been sharing plenty of those. I don't need to wee woo those. Those have been shared in the TDN staff chat for a good portion of the morning. No, we Mike Tomlin has announced the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in their first preseason game. I will allow oh, you to pick from the three. You got a one in three chance here. Listen, you didn't bring these other two guys in to just start Mason Rudolph. So I'm going to say it's not Mason Rudolph. Okay, that would be good. So now you're down to a 50-50 chance. That's a good first okay. guess by you. And Kenny's been rough. I'll say Mitch. That is correct. Mitchell Trubisky is the starting yeah. quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers preseason opener Let's against go. Seattle. On Saturday, and uh, James White retired. I know that's not really a wee woo, but we yes, didn't. no. Happy trails to James White. He's, uh, you know, what's fun about James White? James White came into league in twenty thirteen. Uh, producers working on it. Producers working. Fourteen twenty. James White was twenty fourteen. Okay, and that's twenty fourteen was the first year that Kyle Krabs did a NFL draft guide. Okay. Speaking I had done the, the third person is a choice, but okay. Well, no, I had done the, the 2013 draft, but it was like little cardboard cards that I cut out and stapled to like one of those like push pin boards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that, the 2013 draft was the first time that I ever did that. The 2014 draft was the first time I ever produced the draft guide as I was really getting started. And I remember having this huge crush on James White as the quote unquote other back that was there alongside Melvin Gordon. So for him to have gone on to have the career that he has had, should have won a Super Bowl MVP. You know, you're, you're not kidding. So I had James White. Do you know where James White got drafted? I do. I have that. I have that in front of me. Yes. He was drafted Uh, in the the fourth round. In the fourth round. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, What number overall? He was pick 130. 130. Kyle Krabs. I'll do the third person thing again. Uh, had him ranked as RB8, 108th overall with a third round grade that feels This feels like you a big win for the brand right there. Feels like a yeah. big Also, not going to be the first person to make it. And obviously, happy trails to James White. Happy that he's leaving on his own terms and he, he's had the career that he's had. But I do enjoy all of the jokes that are coming out that the dude was hanging out with in a Matt Patricia and Joe Judge offense. And he's like, I'm good. Thanks. Got to go. It's the, the meme of the kid where he throws up the peace sign and <laughs> yeah. dissolves into thin yeah, air. That's, that's James White. James White, I'm out of here. That's it. No, no, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, tier one. Tier one players tier- here. One play. I just I have a question for you, Kyle. Why does TDN like Jordan Addison more than they like Will Anderson? That's really what I want to. Chris, I, I want to get. <laughs> you know, in big bold letters, immediately <laughs> above that joke that you're making, it says players are listed alphabetically by last name. So I'm sure somebody hopped on here and read this and did not read because that's how it always works, right? That's We're going to skip the all joke. the fine yep. print. Yep. We're going to go right to the first name, see what it that's looks like, even, and that's say... That's not fine print. That's big, bold print. Like, that's right. not like... <laughs> Listen, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make it drink, okay? That's just the way it crumbles sometimes. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Will Anderson is going to be very highly ranked in the TDN 100. He's going to be number one. When He's it comes be out later one. this month. Chris, I actually have a wee-woo for you right now. Oh, is it Tom Brady related? It, it is not Tom Brady related. Wow. An a immediate wee-woo, wee-woo right now. Okay. What are you doing September 4th? What am I doing September 4th? I believe yes. I'm going to be back in New York. Okay. I can tell you what you're going to be doing. You're going to be sitting in front of your television watching the season six premiere of Rick and Morty. Wow, absolutely going to be doing that. It is back, baby. I will be there. I will be there for Let's that. Let's go. Okay, so tier one. 
We get refocus here. Tier <laughs> we're, one. We are we are off the rails today. Um, I, there's a lot, that, man. There's a lot of players in the in this tier that I'd love to like do deep dives on, and we will mm-hmm. throughout the course of this process. We're not. That's we not will. The, the the we the will emphasis of today's show. Rock you. Um, Quentin Johnson's yes, fun. I, I've heard I've heard Keith talk about him, the DCU wide receiver. So he's um he's long. He's like six three, six four. And he's going to run a low 4-4, high 4-3. And his ball skills down the field are very, very dynamic. My question and concern with Quentin, and I gave him a 1-2, so I have him right on the fringe on the fence, is he does not have a particularly dense build. And the big, tall, long guys that don't have a lot of density, that translation to living on the outside in the NFL where you're going to get a lot more disruption early in your routes uh, can be a rude awakening for some guys. So that's the area for Quentin Johnson that I, Johnston that I'm really most interested in seeing is how does your game evolve to include more components of the position that would allow you to win with physicality? Because he wins with physicality at the catch point down the field, but that's because he picks up the ball in flight really, really well, and he has acrobatic skills to contort his body as compared to, I'm at the line of scrimmage, I got to get off press coverage to keep my route on schedule. How well do I do that? Long strider guys, you know, they, they, their, their steps, their chop steps take an extra three, four inches because they're so high hip. They got longer legs. And that's kind of for Quentin Johnston. Just let's become a more complete receiver. But he was like an immediate player from the moment he started taking snaps at TCU. He's been very, very productive. He's a good player too. I think there are three storylines from this tier that are going to be fascinating to watch develop over the course of the college football season. QB1, obviously, is going to be Mm -hmm. a big conversation. Mm -hmm. And there are, let me just do the math real quick. I believe there are three three quarterbacks that find themselves in tier one for for the TDM 100 watch list. Bryce, CJ, and Will Levis. And and Will Levis, the true QB1. Um, The the second um, conversation is going to be how the wide receiver order stacks itself right you could probably you could probably ask 10 people and get eight different right eight different top threes and and i think that's important like wide receiver one is kind of i think solidified right now as we enter the season but i think the order behind that person is a little up in the air okay um, we'll see. We'll see when the TD100 comes out, how how unanimous it is. I think there's going to be one person that everyone's going to agree, agree on. And then the third thing is... I think I'm, I'm going to tell you it's not because I'm off the reservation with my wide receiver one. So, I think the, the third conversation is the RB1 battle that is going to take place between Bijan Robinson and Jameer Kipps. I think that's I'm awesome. going to be extremely triggered by my colleagues if well, we try to put... It. If we try somebody's to put Jameer Gibbs as running back one... And, like, listen, I like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's a really fun electric home run hitter as a player. But he's lean. He's not particularly dense. And he doesn't win tough yards like Sean Tucker and B. John Robinson and some of these other backs do. And that, for me, I understand you played at Georgia Tech. I understand you had a lot of crowded backfields. I understand you had a lot of color flashing in front of your face as you're coming out of the mesh point. You had to make quick decisions in the backfield. I get it. But... um, I, th- I think you you can just look at the yards after contact consistency and the leg drive and the churn and the build and the physicality that some of these other guys bring to the table and you foil that against what Gibbs has put on his film resume to this point 
And maybe he'll be that at Bama, but you know what? You're also going to have 320 pound road graders at every single spot on the offensive line in front of you. Life's going to be a lot easier. I know you're going to put up crazy numbers, but I need to see the context on how you get those crazy numbers, right? Is are you getting free air yards? Are you being Najee Harris last year with the Pittsburgh Steelers putting the team on your back just to get 4.3 yards per carry right. because you have to, right? So, uh, any, and I, I know that that is going to be a conversation. You're right, because I've already heard the rumblings amidst the staff. But we I had, will. We, we had the I debate will, the other day, yeah. Right. I wasn't on the meeting because I'll throw hands if yeah, I'm on was, the meeting. It was, it was, uh, it was a big conversation. It was a big debate about it. So I think that's going to be a big deal. Not only the, the of who's going to slot in behind Will Anderson in the edge position. Like this tier, you just look at this tier, and they are just just storyline after storyline after storyline that we're not going to get answered right away. But I think the release of the TD one hundred at the end of the month. And folks, just so everybody's clear here, it's not finalized. Like I don't have it on another screen that I'm looking. Oh, at. Like we got another two weeks of cross checks. Right? It's not, before it's not we get done there. yet. So I'm going to learn when everybody else does what this list looks like. And so to see where everybody stacks these conversations is going to guide, I think, the discourse throughout the process, throughout the college football season. And it's very interesting to see where people are going to check in now before football gets played. So the other one that's interesting, and we had a pretty extensive conversation around this yesterday, too, was LB1 as well. You have Noah Sewell, who's more of a traditional inside Mike Backer. You have Trenton Simpson, who's a little bit more of the new age uh, space defender, nickel backer, apex defender, the Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa at Notre Dame, but like 6'3, 230, runs a 4'3 type athlete at that position with length. And then you also have Henry Tooto, who I would not sleep on as being like a really well rounded. Uh, Sewell is really appealing for how physical he is and how well he fills between the tackles. Simpson is a demon in space and he shows showcases the ability to step down onto the edge intermittently and, and have an influence in pass rush situations. Toe Toe is a, a more balanced player, I think, for his skill set than both of those guys. So I, I think do you do you want one extreme, the other extreme, or the well-rounded player? And um we uh we threw all three of those names around yesterday when we were on our the end of our staff call. So that that's another really fun uh, dynamic as well here. 29 players that uh, got the tier one mm-hmm. designation for the TD and 100 watch list. So uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that those 29 names will find themselves inside the TD 100 where they rank is, I think, going to be the fun part of this conversation. But it'll be very interesting to see the debates that get had because I've seen this process. I've seen mm-hmm. the debates that get had of got to get this guy in. Like I need this guy inside the top. I've right. seen it. I've watched it play right. out. And so I know for the first one, it is certainly going to be heated. And we got a lot of content, a lot of good things coming uh, surrounding the release of the TDN 100, not just here on the podcast, but just in general. So very excited uh, to get this out to the world and let them, let them, let them, you know, digest it for a little bit. Yeah. I, I would say your tier one players, those 29 players are all locks to be TDN 100 players in some capacity. I think there's, I would probably identify five players in tier two that I've already done cross checks on that. Like I gave late threes and fours to that might not make the cut. If everybody else sides with me as compared to the original scout who did them. And I'm waiting for somebody to come back and do a player that I didn't be like, yo, you're full of mud. This guy is not what you said he was. Those are the so best that's, conversations that's, that we that's, have. That's Those, the best part. Hey, I want to leave you with something today on the show. Okay. Um, 
because we we had some meetings this week at TDN and we've been talking about like the journey, right? And TDN just passed its four year anniversary, so on and so forth. And I talked a lot about how when I first got started and what that experience was like for me. And then I got to thinking and I actually went back and I found the first mock draft that I ever wrote. Whoa. And I'd like to to run by a couple of the picks with you. Can you share the link in the chat so I can? I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share the link in the staff meeting so we can all have a laugh okay. at some of this. Okay. Okay. Today with the team, but this is from Wednesday, November twenty seventh, two thousand and thirteen. So this is okay. twenty thirteen college football season. Let me put myself ten years in, ago. Let me put myself in this mindset. This is twenty fourteen draft. The same James White year. Okay. Okay. I figured we'd do the top 10 here on the show real quick since we have a okay. few minutes. Let's see how well this worked out for one Kyle Crafts. The Jacksonville Jaguars at number one selected quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from the University of Louisville. Okay. I mean, Teddy was a first round pick, so we'll, we'll, you, you get a half a point there. Sure. Number two, the Houston Texans selected quarterback Derek Carr from Fresno State. You know what, my friend? You were ahead of the times, okay? You were ahead of the curve on Derek Carr. I'm not Carr. a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Ahead okay, of the curve number there. three, the Atlanta Falcons drafted defensive end Jadavion Clowney okay, from South Carolina. You're doing well so far. These are players that... Well, don't get too excited. It's going to come off the rails here right now. Okay. Number four, Minnesota Vikings. Quarterback. Mind you, they did actually take Teddy Bridgewater. Johnny Manziel. Ooh, that's yeah that's a big that's yeah, a big it's miss. A, it's he was a big first round player but it's a big l number five the st louis rams via the washington football team they will always be the football team wide receiver sammy watkins university of clemson okay he went to the bills in yeah. the top 10 i think it was we'll where we ended up going uh, number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Khalil Mack, University of Buffalo. Okay, that was a good one. That was a good, 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 good scouting by you. Uh, the worst pick, the okay. the literal worst pick that you could possibly make. I forced another quarterback, Cleveland Browns. QB, Zach Mettenberger, LSU Tigers. Now, mind you, I am young, dumb, 24 years old. Brand new to scout. Well, I'd been doing it for less than a year at this point. I have I have my version of that because I started scouting players in college with some buddies. We were just doing it for fun. And I thought for sure um, Bjorn Warner out of Florida State was going to oh, be something. Oh, you know, I liked Bjorn Warner too. I thought for sure that dude yeah, was, was going to be that something. Was, that was a big L for me in 2013 with the Colts. thought for sure uh, he was going to be something. I'd like to think I finished strong here with my last three in the top ten. Okay. Number eight, Buffalo Bills, tight end Eric Ebron, North Carolina. Okay, he's a good player. Still playing, right? right. My my threshold right now is, are you still playing? Right. Uh, Number nine, wide receiver Mike Evans, Texas A&M, to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's definitely Definitely still still playing. playing. Yeah, he's very good, too. Um, Number 10, offensive tackle Jake Matthews, Texas A&M. Okay. That's pretty good. I'm not mad about it in hindsight. Uh, shout out to players that did make cameos in the first round of this mock draft. Antonio Tiny Richardson, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Uh, medicals derailed his career. Uh, Ifo Ekpre Olomu, cornerback, University of Oregon. Medicals derailed his career as well. Wide receiver Brandon Coleman, 
from Rutgers snuck in here. Uh, but we did have Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson and Odell Beckham and Kyle Van Noy and Brandon Scherf and so on and so forth. So some great hits and some terrible misses to leave everybody with here on the end of the Thursday show. A little bonus content looking back at uh, the very first mock draft I ever formally wrote and published on the internet. So hope you guys enjoyed this look back. Hope you guys enjoyed the look forward to the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, which will be my 10th, which is wild. And Joe's right in that same bucket with me, a couple of old heads. So everybody who tunes into a couple of old heads and Chris Schubert talk about draft, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show as well. Kyle Krabs with Chris Schubert signing off. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.